Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. Hi, everyone. We are back with another great guest episode. So I have with me today, Lindsay Cooperman. So Lindsay is a friend and colleague from a past life in New York. So Lindsay is a mom of two, still grinding it out in New York like a champ, um, and is a 25-year veteran. We were just talking about how saying you've been doing something for 25 years, it's like, wow, um, of the fashion world. So when I knew Lindsay, she was the head of men's merchandising at Theory, where I worked as well. Um, And after that, she led the New York office of Trunk Club. And then most recently um, was the head of styling for all of Nordstrom in in the Northeast. Um, So she took a little, took a beat and then created Edit with Lindsay, which is what we're going to talk about today. So her mission there is to help people make sense of their closets. So curating versatility by combining existing pieces with new additions so they can shop smarter, find hidden gems that already exist. That is amazing. Hidden gems in your own wardrobe. So fit, fabric, and quality are the things she focuses on when building a closet. So ensuring that her clients are investing in the right stuff, which I think we would all appreciate. Um, And she also has experience, obviously, based on what I told you guys, with personal shopping, combination of in-person, digital lookbooks, virtual styling, all the good stuff. So Lindsay, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I love it. So exciting. Um, so, okay. You have to tell us, cause I mean, I know you from theory where like my vision of you is like, just like a boss, like you <laughs> took your job seriously. Like I was definitely kind of afraid of you, but you were like really nice. Um, and you clearly knew what you were doing. Like you always came to the meetings, like very prepared and you were like, we're not going to do this. We're going to da, 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 da. Like you had all the fabric swatches, like we had the plan. Um, so how did you like parlay? that expertise into what you're doing now and like what led you to it? I think you know, I, I appreciate that you thought I was such a boss. I mean, <laughs> I definitely portrayed it, but you know, we had a lot going on and I had a lot of responsibility and a lot of communication to be done across the different departments at theory. Um, and so, yeah, I always had to come prepared and make sure you guys knew what we needed to get done. Oh, yeah. um, there was no, there was no shortage of like either responsibility that everyone had or just like intensity. Like we were always late. That's yeah. fashion in general though, right? You're always like two seasons behind. There's like some yep. fire being put out. Something's shipping late. Some designers quit, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. And I always took on a lot of stuff in the world of merchandising, but you know, you and I were talking and I think I spent a lot of time in the design room at theory and I spent a lot of time with fabrics and, you know, our fabric team learning about fabrics and feeling them and knowing what's a good quality fabric, you know, for example, you know, I I would be shown that if you hold a certain fabric up to the light and you can see right through it, like, is that going to have, you know, the wear test, you know, is it going to rip? Is a guy going to sit down on the subway and have his pants rip? Like it can't happen. So good. Nope. I really, um, I really learned all about quality. Um, but I think it was always in me, you know, from the time I was young, I worked in retail and I always just had a love for quality garments you know, for as long as I can remember, I think I was really young. I was wearing Zimmerman swi- swimsuits and like, kidding you? Yeah, like crazy. I still wear them. Um, but for me, it's, you know, ones that last long in my wardrobe. So just like my time at Theory, learning about quality, because, you know, Theory, such a quality, everything yes. they focus on is quality and fit and fabric. So that's kind of my motto right now. Um, but taking that and 
utilizing all that knowledge to help someone with their wardrobe or even help myself with my own wardrobe. Really huge. Yeah. yeah. So what, so when you were at, cause you were doing styling at Nordstrom, which obviously parlays and you know, trunk club, that's a lot of what you're doing there is styling too, right? Like people are coming yeah. in and you're, you're getting pieces for them. So what made you want to like make the switch? Like, did you go directly from Nordstrom to launching edit by Lindsay or was it separate? Um, so I actually, you know, once I was at Trunk Club for uh, about five years, um, and my job was to build their New York office, hire on a team of stylists, teach them how to sell, um, you know, teach them how to build out somebody's wardrobe and and what are the right items for a man's wardrobe, a woman's wardrobe. Um, and I just absolutely loved my time there. Um, eventually, during the pandemic, Nordstrom took over Trunk Club. And I wound up going on board with them um, in a capacity of teaching their team how to style, how to sell, um, especially during a time where during COVID, nobody was even going into stores. So it was a pretty crazy time. I mean, you know, most of those people really, you know, were so used to having their customer in front of them and now they actually had to sell to them digitally. So it was a really cool time for me because I was able to help them figure out how to sell to their customers digitally. Um, and that's something that like, isn't going away. Right. I mean, obviously more often people are doing things in person, but I feel like anything that you became an expert at virtually is like just a great skill to have now. So it's It's totally part of my business, but you know, like you and I were saying, um, after Nordstrom, I took some time. It was just post COVID and, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like my kids kind of really needed me. At that Mm -hmm. time, I wasn't really there for them because I was working and working from home and trying to homeschool them. Um, So I I took a little pause, um, which I know a lot of women are really scared about doing, um, and they often don't because they're scared. And I was definitely scared, but I also knew it was the right thing for me. And it really helped me get back to my true passion of what I wanted to do was to help people with their wardrobes. you know, even different companies, you know, I'm also doing some merchandising projects for them, but, but getting back to what I really loved and making it my own. It's amazing. Yeah. I think, and I, I know, I obviously understand that like you have to be coming from a place where there is financial stability and like, it's an option. I get that, but I feel very similar to you that like the act of pausing and not jumping into the next thing actually allows you for both of us. That's what happened, right? It allows you to go back and think about like, what, what could I, what am I actually good at and what could I do to serve other people? Um, and not be listening to somebody else as your boss, which is pretty nice too. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely Um, like that, but it it took me some time because, you know, I had a little bit of, you know, when, when you do take a break, you're like, Oh, am I still good at this? You know what, you know, should I be doing this? But that was the good thing is that at that time I was still able to kind of just help some friends with their wardrobes and go into their closets at that time, help them organize. A lot of people were organizing at that time, yeah, um, totally. really helping them make sense of their wardrobe. So it, it was a good time to figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like kind of dip your toe in slowly. Um, so I think one thing that we've talked a lot about, cause I, and I think you, you just are the expert in this and I know that this will be helpful for so many of us. Like, the fast fashion thing is real. Like, I know everyone wants to do like conscious fashion and go to thrift stores and stuff, but like, there's just so much excess 
especially in places like I know you're in the city. I live by the beach in a small house, but a lot of people live in places where like you could have a, a massive walk-in closet, right? You could have a, an, a storage bins downstairs. So like how can people focus on quality over quantity? Like what does that mean to you? And how would you like look in someone's closet and be like, Sharon, this is insane. We need to, we need to tone it down in here. What are they hanging on to and what are they, what are they tossing? Yeah, I I definitely did that exercise myself because closets are small in New York City and you need to have the best of the best and you really don't have room for access. I somehow managed to have a little bit of it, but really I don't, I, I, I don't want to open my closet and feel overwhelmed to make the decision in the morning. Um, And I think when people have access, especially buying too much fast fashion, because, you know, it's cheaper and they feel like they could just add more to their wardrobe. um, Those are often not the pieces that they're going to every morning because, you know, it doesn't that they don't last. They don't make you feel as good, you know, especially for me, because I love the feel of fabric so much. So I know how it should feel on my body. And a lot of those fast fashion pieces just don't make me feel great. Like, you know, scratchy fabrics, like, you know, I I know why they're cheaper. Um, So I definitely try and focus on making sure that people have quality garments and not too much excess in their wardrobe. Um, By feeling the fabrics, by making sure that those are the fabrics that last. Yeah. Um, Because you can see it. You can see when someone has too much pilling on, you know, their jacket or too much pilling on their sweaters. Like pilling drives me nuts. Is it, wait, this is actually, I'm curious about this because I noticed this on a sweater of mine that I thought was very good quality. Other things from the brand have been. Is it possible that you can send your clothes to a dry cleaner that will mess them up? Like, is that something people should be really thinking about? Oh, interesting. I'm not totally sure, but I know there are the tricks of the trade, you know, using a a scraper to help yeah. get some of those off. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I have, have to blame the company. I can't blame my dry cleaner. I was you hoping. might have to blame the company. Sometimes, you know, you can, again, because I do this for a living, I can go into a store and immediately even see on the floor and say like, that's starting to pill already. It hasn't even been worn. You know, maybe it's insane. been- yeah, maybe it's been tried on. And and these are some, you know, really great brands that I shop all the time. It's just right. that I know the right items to buy. You know, there are definitely items that they make because they love them or they think the fabric is really amazing. And I get it because it feels great. And the designer probably loves it. But when I go on like to the designer was like, we have to keep this in. And you're, everyone's like, no, we have to have it. I'm like, no, but that's going to pill or that's going to, yeah. you know scratch. And I can see that when I go into a store. So when I'm pulling for myself or for my customers, I'm always watching that. I'm saying if if it doesn't look good on in their store right now, it's never going to last in someone's wardrobe. So I I go through a lot of that with picking and choosing different items from different brands. So, okay, that's really interesting and will be helpful to everyone. So for those of us who do not have a stylist, who's going and picking stuff, who can see that like you can in an instant, what can like the everyday mom look into it, like go into a nice store, like go mm-hmm. into theory or something like a, a yep. store that has good quality stuff. What should they be looking for as like a red flag besides obviously pilling? That's a pretty big one. But are there certain fabrics in general that just hold up and are better quality or like things that would jump out at you good or bad? Um, some things that would jump out bad are there's like some scratching or, or pulling in the fabric. So it's not even pilling. It's mm-hmm. a pull and you can actually right. even see it. 
Um, And that is not to say that the fabric isn't a luxurious fabric. It might be, it just might not be right for you. You know, especially if you're someone, you know, maybe you're wearing jewelry and like a fabric like that is just gonna, you know, pull right on to the fabric and snag it. Um, So that's something I look for. If it's already kind of, um, you know, snagging or pulling, like that's probably not going to be the right thing for me or my customers. Yeah, totally. And are there certain fabrics that kind of across the board, if it's a a good quality brand that you would trust, even if it's like a certain composition of fabrics that you feel like are kind of safe bets? Well, we grew up in the world of everything has stretch at theory. And I really do love the feel of, you know, stretch wools. I like how it feels on my body. Um, You know, some people get nervous, you know, with dry cleaning it too much. And, you know, I say to them, don't dry clean it so much. You don't really need to dry clean your garments as much as you think you do. You just like hang them out, like let them air kind of, you know, breathe. Um, But I do love the feeling of stretch. Um, You know, in my denim, I tend to go a little bit more rigid these days. Just as a mom, I I like the feeling of a more rigid jean that holds me in. Um, You know, sometimes the stretchy jeans, I feel like I'm wearing pajamas. Um, No, I actually like ran because I hadn't done laundry and I basically ran out of my like nice new denim and I had to put on like an old pair of skinny jeans. And I did. I was like, this is like hidden. Not just skinny jeans are kind of out, but it was just like hideous. I looked. (laughs) And I'm not like heavy set, but it was bad. So I, I like that. So more rigid for denim. Yeah. Especially for us as well. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I love this. I'm taking notes myself. Um, <laughs> any other things that you think people make besides just like the obvious, like buying things that are not good quality and too many fast fashion, like other mistakes that people make um, when shopping, especially, you know, at our in people in their 30s and 40s? Yeah, I think. A lot of people right now, especially through social media, are thinking they can dress like some of these people out there, these influencers, and and wear what they're wearing and, you know, just listen to kind of what they're saying, you know, as the end all be all. Um, And for me, I just, I try not to be somebody else. I try to be myself. I'm a super classic dresser. I always Mm -hmm. have been. Um, You'll see me you know, in New York, black head to toe. I was say, so um, you're in black. You're still wearing black. I'm black right now. Um, but I don't let myself get overwhelmed with what I'm seeing on social media, especially a lot of, you know, these influencers are younger than me and I don't belong wearing what they're wearing. I, I don't have the same bodies as them and I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. So I think making sure that you are not too caught up in social media and the different trends if the trend or if the style doesn't work for you, don't go there. That's not what's going to make you feel great. Um, I even put something up on my Instagram. You know, one of my friends had asked me if, if the puff sleeve was going out, she had heard it was going out. And I said, Oh no, please don't tell me the puff sleeve is going out. It's like all throughout my wardrobe because I love it and I feel great in it. And even if it were to be going out of style, it feels good for me. So I'm okay to wear it. Like, even Brittany, you just talked about the skinny jean. Um, I'm not mad at the skinny jean. And I know a lot of people are like, no, skinny jean is they're out. Like flattering. They're flattering. Like, and not the pair I put on, but in general, it's a flattering cut for some of us. Yeah. So if it's the right thing for you, then I believe that's what you should be wearing. So I think a mistake is when people try to follow and be somebody that they're not or wear something that 
is not right for their body. Totally. And, you know, we were, we were talking the other week about this, all this stuff. Like one of the things that struck me is like, you're the perfect person to speak to someone like me who's not 25 and isn't interested. I'm not like going clubbing, you know, in Miami or something, hopefully. Um, And so part of it is like, you need to listen to people who are like you too, right? Like, it's not that you can't like listen to someone on social media, but like maybe don't follow the 25 year olds and then like feel bad about yourself when the thing they suggest looks ridiculous on you. Cause it's probably not what you would suggest I wear. Right. You're, yeah. It's a totally different person. That's um, yeah, kind of why I started, you know, my Instagram, it's taken me a little bit more time than I feel like it should have. Um, but I think I needed a little push for somebody to say to me, you know, it was probably my husband to say like, you don't have to be like everybody else out there that you're seeing in the fashion world and the styling world. Um, you have to show people that, you know, you can be real and you can be classic dresser and still have great style. It's just, you know, a little bit different than maybe some other people. And it's nice to own that. Do you know um, the Instagram account Habitually Chic? Do you follow her? I do. Yes. Like she's great. And she's always wearing like, I mean, it's not usually her face, but she's like showing pieces, but it'll be like a classic wool coat or like Chanel ballet flats, like things that like I would have thought were really cool when I was 14 too. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like That's cool. Agreed. And remember, you're talking to the person who, when I was at Theory, when I was on the helmet team, they made me a Lily Pulitzer themed birthday party. (laughs) With a bunch it. of like pictures of Taylor Swift, and they were like, "You don't belong here," like in a nice way. But they were like, "You wear like Lily dresses to helmet meetings, and it's weird." But you I know, did love when you put on a great helmet blazer when you felt like you know stepping away from your Lily Pulitzer wings. Yes, you looked yes. good. Well, being a chameleon, you, could, you know, I would just have all, all sides of me. I, I definitely got, I got a, I got sucked in. I had a lot of leather. I had a lot of blazer. A lot of cropped yeah. helmet blazers. Yeah. Oh yeah, Those were fun times. Yep. Wish I still had that stuff. Um, okay. So where you don't want to go too much for trends. So if people are, you know, everyone has a budget. If mm-hmm. people are going to invest in like good quality, not super trendy things that can last for a long time, what pieces would you suggest people invest in? Yeah. I I like to call it the third piece, like kind of your outer layer. I think that's a really important piece to invest in. A great blazer. So like a, you know, really nice fabric blazer. It could even just be a plain black blazer, but if it's high quality, it's going to last with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even a jacket or outerwear piece, you know, I, I have a Montclair jacket and it has lasted me years upon years. It's not going out of style at all. Um, and that was the right piece for me to invest in because it keeps me warm. Fabric is great. And it's super classic. So it's lasted. I don't need 10 different coats. Um, so I think that investing in those kind of pieces is super helpful for somebody in their wardrobe. Yeah, totally. Um, and what is your take on like the high low mix idea? You know that you have like a lower price point t-shirt and a higher price point jacket and things like that. Like, Do you, do I, you like that idea? I love that idea. People do it better than me, very honestly. Um, because I, you know, like we have spoken about, I also like the feeling of a good underpinning on me. Mm -hmm. That's also going to last that when, you know, I can put it in the washing machine, I can hang it to dry and it could last and last and last. And I can wear it multiple, multiple times where I've tried to buy some 
less expensive t-shirts, which I have nothing against because I do think people do it really well. Um, oftentimes, you know, maybe the collar gets like stretched out and it just doesn't look right. Or the fabric again, starts pilling, um, where I know the certain brands that I like to shop, um, that doesn't often happen. So again, for me, it's just about less. I don't, I don't need 10 t-shirts. I need the one great one. I need the one that's going to last and make me feel good every time I put it on. Totally. Okay. And if you had to pick like a couple of brands that you feel like people will have a good experience quality wise with and are worthwhile to invest in, what would they be like? Just three or four. Yeah. I always talk about theory, you know, even to this day, they've been around because they make great clothes and they feel great and they fit great and the quality is great. And we know um, that firsthand, like that the there's actually a lot of thought put into the fabrics and yes. the the fits and all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a reason behind the pricing because, yeah. you know, they're using highest quality. Even I, I talk about it a lot on my Instagram, the trims of the garment, it's called like mm-hmm. buttons, you know, yeah. like zippers. Um, you know, that's another thing. You don't want your zipper to break. So, you know, if you're investing in a higher quality garment, they are using more expensive zippers. It's why the cost of the garment goes up. Um, so again, yep. I always like thought about those things. Um, a, a brand that does trims really well actually is Veronica Beard. Um, mm-hmm. They're always putting on really nice buttons. You know, I the inside of their garment, you know, is also absolutely beautiful. Um, yep. So I can tell when I'm purchasing one of their pieces that it's going to be um, a great investment for me. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of another one that I really mm-hmm. like. I really, you know, and, and this is, I, I like a Goldie denim. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of their denim and they last and they feel great. And the denim is really sturdy. Um, it makes me feel good. And so I'm good investing in their pieces as well. That's great. And you, you bring up a good point with the trim. Cause I do think that's the type of thing that even if you don't know much about fashion, like sometimes you can just, you see, like I'll see a mom at drop off and I'm like, I don't know what the coat is, but I'm just like, that just is a really nice coat. Like I just don't like, I want to like go ask her what that is. And sometimes I do. Totally. You know, you can just tell when somebody has like good taste and, you know, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be a uh, Chanel, but it can no. be something that's just good quality stuff. Okay. So let's talk about, cause a few people ask questions about this, like pregnancy. And just like your body changing, I think the third layer thing is really good. Are there other things that you would suggest people invest in either while they're pregnant or knowing they might become pregnant that like they're not, you know, like what did you do when you were pregnant? Let's ask that from, um, from a traveling perspective. I actually, I wore um, some leggings that had like a f- thicker fabric. Um, so it wasn't like, I, I wouldn't have worn like a, a, an athletic athleisure legging to work, but definitely something that had a little bit more structure to it. Um, And I'd wear some long tanks. And my favorite thing were cardigans, whether it was an open cardigan, a button front cardigan. You probably saw me at that point in every kind of cardigan, Um, but also blazers. So it was like the dressy legging, a long tank, a blazer, a cardigan, um, and I always felt good. Um, and if it wasn't, if it wasn't the legging, um, I definitely, especially in the first trimester, tried to keep my jeans on as long as I could. Maybe I used one of those button extenders for a little yep. bit. Um, but then I made sure to buy that one pair of maternity jeans 
that kind of lasted me through, like the one that goes over your belly, it grows with you. Um, Don't underestimate that, ladies. Like it is so important to have that one pair. You are wearing them for a lot of months and you don't need that many more pieces than that great maternity jean because that will wear, you can wear every top, every cardigan, every blazer and still feel really comfortable, but look elevated. So go for that maternity jean. I agree with you. And honestly, even up until the end, until the very end, like you can get away with a lot of your existing wardrobe if you have either like stretchy leggings, like you said, or a pair of maternity jeans. Like I remember wearing most of my button downs like for a while. Again, it was fine. And Um, I love the button down with like a pair of like, you know, the maternity jeans or or leggings, you know, you you still look great. Throw on a pair of boots or heels and totally. Totally. Um, okay. That is super helpful. There were a couple of questions mm-hmm. that I wanted to get to. Okay. So Christina said, I'm formerly corporate, but now a stay-at-home mom with a toddler and an infant. I don't know what to wear. Jeans feel too, quote unquote, hard. I get that. <laughs> like a lot of moms feel that way, especially if you have an infant. Yeah. I, I definitely went through this and I was not mad at being an athleisure a lot. <laughs> I think it's okay. And I think like we all try and feel like, Oh, but I feel like I have to dress up and look cute. You know, you can still look cute in athleisure. It's such a an amazing trend right now. And yeah. I know for me, even in New York City, like I had to be wearing sneakers. Like I run around with my kids, like hundreds of blocks, yeah. you know, at a time. Yeah. And so for me, I, I wasn't going to put on, you know, like a pair of jeans and loafers because it just wasn't practical. Practical. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've been a stay at home mom for a couple of years, so. I definitely always like had a really cute sneakers, um, great leggings. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's just like investing in one pair of like great black leggings. I tend to wear aloe a lot. I was um, gonna say that's like the new cool thing. I need to get some aloe. I feel like a freak. I'm the only one who doesn't have aloe. I'm gonna go buy yeah, some. Their, um, it's their airlift that is like really amazing because they got a little shine to them and they always look cute. And you throw it on with a cute little sweatshirt and you know, your puffer jacket or puffer vest. And it's just, it's easy and you look a little elevated and you don't have to feel like you need to be wearing jeans. It's okay. Um, But as I started to like, okay, once in a while, want to wear some other things, like throwing on a pair of jeans with a cute pair of sneakers. And I go back to the cardigan. I think a cardigan is such an easy thing for you to think, not have to really think about throw on over a t-shirt and you just look a little bit elevated. Um, And and it was a formula, right? Like I I love giving my clients formulas. Like if that's what works for you, like let's feed into that. Like let's get you like, you know, two great cardigans because that's what you're going to wear and you're going to feel great in them. And you throw them on with your jeans and, you know, sneaker and you're out the door, not feeling like you're wearing leggings. I love that. And I have a couple of, well, not a couple. I have two pairs of, they're like from Minnow, which is like the children's brand. Yes. But they have like good quality. I was actually wearing one yesterday. They have good quality like knits. So I have like a, a two sets that are like the sweatpants and the sweater. And like, yeah, that. it's what I wear when I'm like, uh, on a Monday morning, but I don't look like I fell out of bed. Like it still looks right. like I made somewhat of an effort. Like people will compliment me on it. Yeah, but I'm super comfortable. I feel like I'm in my pajamas. So yeah. yeah, there's totally ways, right? That you can. Buari is like another one of those brands right yes. now that you can really dress in a lot of their stuff. And it's super cute, mix and match. And, you know, you still feel cute. Exactly. 
can feel cute in all kinds of things. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one, this one was funny. Um, Molly said, I'm on the petite side and I feel like I look like an idiot in every popular <laughs> style of jean. Help. Well, there are some styles out there right now where lots of people could feel like idiots. Um, and I have maybe tried them, you know, to see if they work for me. They don't. Um, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm only five, two, so I'm you know, say, still, we're both pretty petite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still on the petite side and I just, I just tried a bunch of them. You know, I think it's just like about you going into a store and, and, and or even ordering a bunch online and seeing what's right for you. Like, I know what the one thing I need is high waist. So kind of that's what I stick to. And I'm open to the different legs. It's just about trying them because you may think they're not going to look great, but once you get them on, they might. Um, it's also really about the right shoes to go with it. And I think a lot of, even mm. myself, like sometimes I struggle, like, well, what shoe do I wear with that? Like, what's the yeah. length that it should be? And um, there's a lot of playing around that needs to be done. So like, sometimes I try on a pair of jeans that I'm like, oh, these are not the right ones for me. But then I put them on with a shoe and roll up the bottom. You know, maybe it's like a, a boot and they actually look cute. So I yes. think it's also about, you know, some guidance on how to wear them, not just um, those jeans don't look right on me. It's like, but how do it's I really wear good. them? And if you go to a, a nice store where they hopefully they even like sell sh some shoes, then you could have someone help you and pull. Because it's true that denim too, it doesn't look the same on the rack. No. I think sometimes you can look at a sweater or something and be like, that's me or it's not. But denim, it's like you have no idea until you put it on how it's going to yeah. look. And a lot so of people, be, yeah. yeah. A lot of people in the stores are very knowledgeable. They see this stuff yeah. on all the time. Ask them for their help. You know, yeah. see what they've seen on, and they they maybe have seen a petite girl, and, and you know, know that that's the right gene for them. So take their advice and just try it. Like I, I think yeah. it's just about like trying. I totally agree. And as somebody who worked at Banana Republic in high school, um, I loved when like a mom would come in and want my advice. Like it was fun for me. Like that was way more fun than like folding sweaters. So trust yeah. me, they want to help you. They want you to buy a bunch of stuff so they get commission. Agreed. Um, so, okay, we actually talked, Kelly had a question here about what to wear in the first trimester, but you basically answered it already, which is great. So before I let you go, I know you're busy. Um, I want to touch very quickly on our husbands. Not at all a personal question. How do I, hypothetically speaking for a friend, help my husband? How do I get him to agree to look nicer and not wear board shorts all the time? Have you tried buying stuff for him? Yes, and he will. And we went to, I wish I could remember the name, but he had a really important business thing in San Francisco. And I did get him to buy like a really nice quarter zip, like good quality. We got a really nice pair of slacks. I sound like mm -hmm. a 90 year old woman. Slacks. Pants. <laughs> but um, do you have any brands you love or advice for men? With I, I definitely you could hire me because I could definitely. <laughs> I think I'm going to. But I think for men, um, and sometimes it happens with women too, you know, you know, men get like the scaries when they have to go into a store and spend time yes. in a store. And so I always think the key with men is how can we just order some things online that we think might be right for them? Um, but again, it's, you know, with my help, maybe I just, I, I know, have some of the expertise in menswear. but. Yep. I think having stuff at home for them to try on, you know, that maybe you've pre-thought about like how the outfit might go together 
or multiple sizes, you know, it might take a little bit more on your credit card up front yeah. that can always be returned. But having him at home in his kind of like safe space where it's like, just like, here's what Brittany got me. I'm just going to yeah. try out a bunch of things. Yeah. And he might feel better because I know my husband's attention span in a store is about five minutes. Um, yes. But when I order him stuff at home, he's like, oh, I'll try these on. They look great. Okay. Into my closet. Yeah. Um, so it makes it a little bit easier. Um, and just showing them the right fit, you know, how things should fit yes. them. Like, so trying to nail it with the fit when you order things for them. Um, again, it may take, you know, asking a friend, like what works for your husband. Um, yeah. You're right. But- the fit matters so much because so many guys, you'll see them at like a wedding and just a suit that's like way too tight or way too big. And you're just like, oh, this is not When I first met my husband and he'll laugh when he hears this, but he was wearing such big clothes and he's a size medium, but I think he was wearing larges and extra larges. And you know, working at Theory, that was just not going to fly. Um, You know, I finally got him into the right size clothes and it was such a difference for him, just the way that he walked, the way that he went into meetings. And, you know, I think it's super important to focus with a guy on how they're going to feel when they're wearing the right size clothes. Um, so that that's definitely a focus, but it, it can take some help from someone and it could be a friend or, you know, a stylist or someone in a store. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll be calling you. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I feel like I personally have a lot of good takeaways and I'm sure everyone else will too. Um, and I will put in the show notes for those of you that are listening to this in the first month that it launches, Lindsay's offering us some great deals on her styling, closet editing, shopping session, all the things. So check out the show notes. And Lindsay, thank you for coming. And where thank can everyone so find you? What's your um, What's your website? I'm at um, on Instagram at edit by Lindsay. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. So fun. All right, bye. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.